Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Ventaney from Rama Word of Faith, the Word Church. And again, it's a new year. We just want to say Happy New Year to our listening audience. And again, this is the day and or the year that the Lord has made. And we shall what? Rejoice and, and be, be glad, glad in it. So that's going to be our mindset for the rest of the year. Because I always tell people the first uh leads you to the rest of the year the first sets the stage or the yeah sets the stage for the rest so we're gonna it's a new year i know a lot of people doing new year's resolutions i like to say i'm setting new goals for the year because we're supposed to be increasing especially in our faith the scripture says we go from faith to faith to glory to glory and we were just talking before the broadcast how you know you you told your congregation what'd you say you told them that that even if they never made any New Year's resolutions, they should make one. And if they made other ones, this should be their number one. And that is, this year I'm going to believe God. That's right. Now, now, notice I didn't say believe in God. I'm going to believe God. So my own thoughts might say, that person just wronged me, and I'm going to get even. But I'm going to believe God when he said, pray for those that despitefully use you. Forgive those who curse you. And so I'm going to believe God. I'm not going to believe my own thoughts. My own thoughts say, man, it's time to get even. It's time to get revenge. It's time to get back at them. I'm not going to listen to that. I'm going to believe God and what God says, and I'm going to forgive. And there are all kinds of instances in our life from day to day, not just in the first part of January, but June, July, August, September, I mean the whole year, where the situation will say one thing. You know, the bills are piling up, and you don't think there's any hope. And then you believe God because God says that he shall supply all our needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So I'm, I'm not going to look at that pile of bills. I'm going to believe God. You're in a situation that seems hopeless. And you think to yourself, man, there's no hope here. But I'm not going to look at the situation. I'm going to listen to what God says when he says all things are possible through him. So, so I told people it's, it's time to just believe God. Not believe in God, but believe God. When God says something, doesn't matter if your family told you something your whole life, the school told you something your whole life, the world, your own thoughts, the devil, whatever, that when God says something, I'm just going to believe him. And, and that believe in God, what Richard's saying, is having faith in God. And, right, that's what faith really means, is I, I believe you. I believe you. And I I have, have, if I said, I have faith in Vince... That would mean that I would believe what you were going to do or say. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to act on what I claim I believe. I'm not just going to be a hearer only, but I'm going to do it. So as we go through this year, I, I hear what you're saying. You're encouraging your the ones God's entrusted to you to, to just believe God. And, and again, you're not telling them just to believe in God. Yeah, but you're telling me. When I say believe, trust in the Lord with all your heart or believe in God, like I always say, I got a cup of water here. 
God and his word are like wet and water. You can't separate them. If I get God, I get his word. If I get his word, I got him. So that's what I'm putting confidence in is God's word. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. Well, I have confidence in God's word and not God's word. Like you said, you're leaning on Philippians 4.13. God's word is not my rea new reality. Right. I don't care what everything right. looks like. This is my reality right here. My so this, sight says one thing. Right, 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 right. My, I'm looking at what God said in his word as my reality. So if God said it, I'm going to act on it. I'm going to. I'm going to act like it's real. It's real to me because that's what my but, faith and says. See, and there's another verse where he says he calls things that are not as though they were. You better do the same thing because that's how God operates. And God is a faith God. And he d tells us without faith, it's impossible to please him. And the just shall live by faith. And again, faith is having confidence in the word or will of God. Well, and you, you can always. You reference Hebrew chapter. Or 11 verse 1 mm -hmm. and if you look at verse I, I tell people just look also. at every verse almost every verse in hebrews 11 starts by faith right so and so did by faith well and, and that by, by faith, faith. mean by confidence by action they, they acted on what god said and and they got the promise <laughs> that's and again there's seed time and then there's harvest now we want we want a microwave promise because right. that's what the world system wants to pretend to promise you, a quick fix. And God says, no, you may just have to go ahead and endure this storm, but just understand and believe I'm going to bring you out shining like white diamonds, better than ever. You're going to get through it, and you're going to come out better than you were because this thing is not going to destroy you. It's going to perfect you. That's how you perfect a lot of stuff. You put some pressure on it, some heat. And God says, that's how your faith is. It's much more precious than gold, yet it is tested by fire. It's going to bring out some praise and some glory to him it, as you stay the course. Well, see, and that's why <laughs> Romans 8 says that he works all things to the good for those who love him. Now you put confidence in that. And, that's what your faith, you right, got to be see, in that. This is where the, mm -hmm. the promises of God have to be real to us. Right. We have to have to believe the promises of God. So when I talk about people believe God... I'm not talking about believe in God because the Bible says that the demons believe in God. and They don't act on his word, though. <laughs> what I'm saying is believe God. So he makes a promise that he's going to work all things to the good for those who love him. I'm going to believe that. That Yeah, as you said, I'm going through a trial. I'm going through a tribulation. I'm going through a storm. But I'm going to believe that somehow in the process of this storm, he's going to work it all to the good. For my, now, the Bible doesn't say he's going to work all good things. Mm -hmm. It doesn't say he's going to work all good things. It says he's going to work all things to the good. So that means there might be something that you think is a bad thing, but you have to understand as you're going through this bad thing that he's going to work it to the good. He'll make I'm it all work out. God. He'll make it all. Ask Joseph. Joseph's brothers did a heinous thing to him. They was mad because their daddy gave him this coat, and he was one. Of his, he was his favorite, and they, they schemed and connived and plotted and End up putting him in a pit. One brother felt bad and came back and let him out. And they just sold him to some uh, Egyptian slave traders. And again, we know the story. He went, got sold to Potiphar as a slave. Potiphar's wife could, uh, accused him of sexual harassment. He go to prison for X amount of years. And uh, God still made all that work out. He ended up 
when it was all over, he was second in command under Pharaoh. Pharaoh was like, yeah, 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 and he was control of everything. So I and he was able to save his family too. The same ones that uh, well, well, persecuted see, he, him. Right. So he had to be in that position so he could. Right. So God actually made that whole thing work together. And Joseph said it. What you guys meant for evil, God turned it around and made it work for the good. See, and because he believed God, he believed that God he kept was going to do that. He kept his faith. And then when uh -huh. his brothers are standing before him, he doesn't feel like, man, now I got him. Now nah, I'm going to get you guys. Ooh, <laughs> you guys, I got you now. You guys are going to be done now. You're going to be sorry you ever did it. No, because he believed God and he realized that God had worked it all for the good. And, and that's what God wants us to get. That's why the scriptures in Proverbs 4, 7, and all you're getting, get understanding. God wants us to get a, an understanding of his great love that he has towards us. We've been bought and paid for with the precious blood of Jesus. And, and, and with that comes favor. Remember, does bread come with this? Everything, there's things the scripture says in the Hebrews that accompany salvation. You get that even, yea, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He said, don't fear no evil, I'm still with you. And the scripture says about Joseph when he was in prison, and the Lord was with Joseph. He never leaves you nor forsakes you. Right. See, See you know, you got to meditate on these things, on the word of God, because it's going to become alive to you. And meditation of the word of God is going to transform what you believe. It's going to increase your faith. So stop meditating on all this bad news and get in the, the word of God, which is good news, and, and, and meditate on that. Start thinking it. Ponder it. Start speaking it. Because well, words know, few, have power. A few weeks ago when I talked about flying and somebody said, oh, why aren't you scared to fly? And I said, no, because Jesus goes up to 30,000 feet. Same as he's at the airport at ground level. He doesn't say, oh, I'll catch you on the other end. I'm scared to fly. Well, it's the same thing there. What you just said is so true. He never left Joseph when Joseph was in prison. He said he never said, you know what, Joseph, I can't go to the slammer. Can't go over there, man. I can't, I can't do no time. I ain't with you so, on this one. You on your, you're by yourself. So, you know, oh. when you get out, come call on me because I'll be ready for you. No, he was with him in prison the same way he was when he was in his father's house. Mm -hmm. He was with Jonah when he was in, in the belly of the well. Probably yeah. talking to him a little harder. Right. Well, he well, he was. Yeah. Jonah was talking back to him too. But anyway, that's that's what I see. What you're saying about, and I, I agree with you. Going, let's go into this new year with our faith on fire. Let's start it off saying, Lord, we're gonna trust you with all our hearts. We're not gonna lean to our own understanding. We're gonna acknowledge you through your word, and we we thank you for the promise to direct our path. Yeah, we're we, gonna call we, things that be not as though they were. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> focus on your word. We're gonna let that you you be true and everything else be a lie. And and which leads us to where we wanted to go initially to Matthew chapter six, verse twenty-five, where Jesus he sums it up with seek first his kingdom, his government, his way of doing things, his way of being righteous, and on all things will be added to you. So Look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. And this is Jesus, our Lord and Savior, our elder brother, our great high priest. He's speaking here. He's, and he's talking about just life. He says in verse 25, 625, Matthew 625, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life. I use the New King James Version because it speaks in our modern day vernacular. Do not worry about your life. And, and we know people out there every day, they're worrying about their life. Oh, I ain't going to make it. It's a new year. Uh, no, he just told you, the one that died and rose again for you, and he said that same spirit that raised him from the dead lives in you. He said this, Richard, 
Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you should eat or what you should drink, nor your body about what you should put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Then he goes to say, look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly father, Richard, feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? I I'm going to say, yes, I am. <laughs> but he said, your father takes care of it. I ain't never seen no bird with a sign talking about we'll work for food. <laughs> right. Or can you, can you spare a dime? I, I need a sandwich. Man, I look at these birds, man, and I don't—I know I didn't put no food out there. They're always pecking on the ground, on the grass, eating something. And I'm like, is that manna? But God takes care of them, and that's what he's saying. God, God takes care of them. And look at verse 27. He says, which of you who are blood-bought, born again, a child of the Most High God, which of you by worrying can add one, one cubit to his stature? I mean, how, worrying, how is that going to benefit or increase you? Verse 28. So why do you worry about clothing? And, and I'm going to say clothing, etc. Anything else. Why are you worried about the bills? Why are you worried about the kids? Why are you worried about your husband? Why are you worried about the economy? Why are you worried about politicians? Ebola. It, it's accelerating. Ebola. It, oh, we're in a new year. I'm, I'm, I was saying that, too. We're going to pause for a minute. I was just saying, what's going to be the stuff for 2015? Right. There's going to be something. Yeah, it's going to be something. Yeah. At the end of 2015, we're going to have that year in review, and they're going to review all the stuff that they had you fearing. All the disasters. <laughs> yeah, that you feared previous. So anyway, back to the text here. Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to a stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field. How they grow, they neither tour nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. This is one of these who have their confidence and faith in God. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you or take care of you or meet your needs, O ye of little faith? Verse 31, Therefore do not worry, saying, he says saying, because you know when people worry, they give you an organ recital. They want to, they want they gonna communicate. I can tell what's in your heart by what's coming out of your mouth. I can tell you've got faith in God or faith in the economy, faith in government, faith in political parties by what's coming out of your mouth. Because Matthew 12, 33 says, out of the abundance, what ten Romans 10, 3, 10, 8 says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Well, that's 12, 33. And a good man out of good treasures of his heart bring forth good things. So your heart is going to, your mouth is going to tell me what your heart believes. So he says this right here. Don't worry by saying. <laughs> so remember Proverbs. It said if you have a bad thought, put your hand on your mouth. Don't release it. Because if you release it, the devil's just waiting on you to release a negative report out of your mouth. Because you sign for the package when you release it. Because angels, we got angelic, we got heavenly angels that's working for us. And Satan's got some demonic angels that's working for him. And, and they're all waiting to be dispatched. And you know what dispatches them? The words. Scripture says in Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the devil. No, it says it's in the power of the tongue, not the devil. Well, see, how many times in, in, a, in a person's life have you said something and you didn't no more get it out of your mouth and you said, whoa. Well, right, 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 right. Said that. Wait, well, and that's what we learn by studying God's word, not to just release negative words we're supposed to remember call things that be not as though they were we're supposed to release out of our mouth faith-filled positive words but but here's the deal again you're only going to release out of your mouth 
what's in your heart. So what we really need to do is plant some new seed in our heart. And our heart's the new kingdom of God, the Garden of Eden. This is our heart. So you go in the Word of God, which it says in Luke, Word of God is seed. You put this new seed in you, this new truth, because this is the highest form of reality. This is the truth right here. You make this your new reality right here, you know, and then you speak the new reality the into old, existence. There's the old saying with kids, you know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never They'll hurt. They'll kill you. That, that thing must be, that's probably that's the That's a lie straight from the pit of hell. Right, words be, will kill you. Words, that's how Satan got in. See? And He's it, deceptive. And that's got to be like the worst thing anybody could ever tell their kid because right. everybody listening to this show has been hurt by words more than they ever were by a stick or a stone and have hurt more people with words. In the book of James, he tells us that's how wars get started. Right. Well, that's how rumors, words. So we're on a word planet. That's why John chapter one says, in the beginning was the word and the words was, was with God. The word was God and the word became flesh. The word, which was invisible or spirit became flesh and dwelled among us. Your words are going to become flesh. So you better speak yeah, some words faith. Have power. They People do. Understand it. You, but you can cause, how did God create the universe? Everything in the beginning, he spoke words. He saw darkness and he said, let it be light. Poof, there was light right there. Then as we travel down Genesis, get to 126, and then he said, let us, he said, he spoke, let us make man in our own image after our likeness. So he said, the same way I get down, I do things, I'm going to create a man, a duplicate to do the same thing. And we're still made that way. And we and again, that's again, that's why you go to church, that's why you study the word, to get some understanding, some revelation. But let's just get back to the scripture. Uh back to uh 31. Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For all these things the Gentiles seek. Now, Gentiles was was folks that don't have a covenant with God or outside the covenant. And and because we be Christ now, we're Abraham's seed. So if you're Gentile, you can't come in now. For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly father, look, knows that you need all these things. He said, Daddy knows, Richard, you he know I know what you need. He said, I already know. I just want you to communicate with me. Talk to me. And don't 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 stop complaining. Don't complain about all remember children of Israel in the wilderness. He wasn't happy about them complaining. God does not where's like a complaint. Yeah. Where's, where's the, the beef? Where's the shade? Where's where the beef? That, that old commercial. Where's the beef? Yeah, where's the beef? Well, he don't like any, God doesn't like his people complaining. He liked his people trusting and having confidence in him that he will provide. My kids, yeah, and they're, they're in their 19s and 20s, they still expect daddy to provide everything for the house. They don't bring no groceries in the house or anything. They don't pay a PG&E bill, nothing. They expect the person that owns the house <laughs> to take care of everything. And guess what? God owns us. Scripture says we're not our own. We've been bought with the precious blood of Christ. So now he owns us. So we're his responsibility. That's why he says right here, let's get back to the scripture. Verse 32, for, af for after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. He says, but, now, when we see but, that means cancel out everything else. I love you, but, yeah, you used to be work here, but, <laughs> okay. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. 
He says, seek God's way of doing things. Remember that kingdom, that government that's going to be on his shoulder, the one that's do it forever? He says, start doing it my way. Like we said initially in the broadcast yeah, about. Believe God. Believe God. That's doing it his way. Do what he's told you to do. You know, bless those that persecute you. Pray for those who spitefully use you. Be a giver. Be a prayer. Be a faster. Do the things God told you to do. And he says, don't even trip all the things. Think I'm going to add them to you. Because you're doing, you're operating in, in, in the principle. Because principles work anywhere. The, the principle of the law of gravity, it'll work anywhere on the earth. <laughs> and the principles of the kingdom of God will work for every believer. So he says, uh, back to that, therefore do not worry about tomorrow. Uh-oh, the new year. Don't worry about the new year. For the new year will, will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own troubles. So, But back to that, he said, just do it my way. Seek after me, and I'm going to make sure all your needs are taken care of. See, and you talk about that verse you just read. This whole new year is going to take care of itself. There's going to be trials. There's going to be tribulation. It may not be Ebola this year. It'll be something else. It might not be ISIS this year. It'll be something else. So he's saying don't you worry about it. because There's no sense worrying. It's coming. You may not be here next month. So why are you sitting up there worried <laughs> about, about next, next month? <laughs> yeah, or next month. You know, you may not be here. You don't know when you're going to be here or Right. You don't know what, and let's say I, I guarantee, I knew for a fact I was going to be here next year, no matter what. I don't need to worry about it anyway because he's going to take care of me. He's never going to leave me. He's never going to forsake me. He's always going to be sufficient for every need that I have. He is everything is possible through him. All of those promises. The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. I actually see the end of Psalm twenty-three as a promise too. For surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Well, to me, that is a promise. Well, that God. is a promise. I used that uh, example yesterday at service. And and I stood up and walked. And I put two people in the back of me on each side. I called them angels. And I gave them names called goodness and mercy. And as I started walking, guess who followed me? Goodness and mercy. Those two angelic forces. And how long will he say they're going to follow me? Forever. All the days. <laughs> all the days of my life that's a promise right i gotta See, put faith in that think that is a promise that's a promise surely goodness and mercy well, are gonna follow me whatever god time. says is so if he said it you gotta receive it as a faith now, promise you could wake up this morning and not feel it not feel like goodness and mercy are following you but that's where i mean faith is, is not a feeling right this is where see our feelings can betray us you could have got up this morning and not felt like God's goodness was following. Not felt like God's... Uh, um, so now I have to not listen to my feelings. I have to believe God. And God said, surely goodness and mercy would follow me all the days of my life. Again, because faith is not a feeling. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, faith... This is what faith is. It's the substance of things hoped for. Or it's the reality of what you're hoping for. It's the evidence of things not perceived by the senses. I mean, it ain't a feeling. It's what I'm hoping for out of the word of God. And I don't got to feel nothing because I, 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 I'm I looking at it in black and white or red, whatever it is. That, that's what my, that's my reality right you there. You know, so many people live by their feelings. No, they, oh, today I feel good. Oh, today I don't feel you gotta good. You got to get out of that feeling, that feeling oh, mode. Oh, today I feel good, so God must love me. Mm -hmm. Oh, today something bad happened, so God must not love me. No, God is there, there with you always. Shoot, I, I study the Bible and I, I, I read nowhere in there where it talks about feelings. It talks about faith and belief. It don't say if you feel good today, you know, feelings is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. 
Well, it never says anything like love your neighbors yourself unless you don't feel like it. No, it doesn't say anything <laughs> about feelings or emotions. And again, we can get caught up on feelings and emotional stuff, and, and that ain't going to get you nowhere. You have to put confidence in the truth of God's word and let that be your new reality. And again, we want to encourage our listeners as you go through this year, you know, get your faith on fire. Step up your game. The scripture says we go from faith to faith to glory to glory. It says we're being transformed into the image of our Lord and Savior Jesus. He's the head of the body of Christ. And we have to start thinking like that. And again, you know what? This is not the year to be playing around. It's the year to manifest the promises to a greater extent. Because God wants to use us to get his will done on earth as it is in heaven. We can't ever forget that. We seem to forget that. He says, I want my kingdom to come. I want my will to be done here on earth as it is in heaven. So that tells us God has a purpose for us. He has a plan, and he works through people. <laughs> he wants to yeah, use sometimes us. Sometimes <laughs> we wonder why, but he does. Yeah, yeah. well, he, it's all through us. Since day one, since Adam and Eve, right. he's been using people. But I mean, you look around at people, and you go, man, that wonder why he came up with that idea. Well, you know but what? He did. And he used the worst of us, Richard. We know oh, he's yeah. no respecter it's person. It's always the weak. Yeah, yeah. All throughout the scripture, man, he used the least likely. Well, he he because he has a plan and purpose for everybody. A lot of people don't everybody. like that, though. They hear that he uses least likely. Like, I'm not the least. I might not be the best, well, but I'm not the least. Well, he still you. That's what God loves people. He loves all of his creation. And he, scripture, Paul said it like this. In him I live and breathe and have my very being. And, and, and. We're his offspring. We're his children. He lives. A part of him is in us. See, at the Last Supper, Jesus washes their feet. What's interesting there is the lowest person there should have been the one who washed feet. Now, they could all look around at each other and go, maybe I'm not the greatest, but I know I'm not the least because I know I'm better than him, mm -hmm. and I know I'm better than him, and so nobody wanted to do it. That's why when Jesus goes to do it, they're all like, no, 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 we know you can't do it because we know you're number one. We, we understand order, huh? <laughs> right. I mean, they knew that that while they didn't think of themselves at least, they knew he was the best. Right. So that, that, that there was no way he well, could do well, it. Well, and Jesus said a lot of stuff in line with that. He said, you know, if somebody wants to be the most, they have to first be the least. Right. If you want to be master, you gotta. You want to be first. You want to you be, be a servant. Yeah, and again, that's the being transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's the new mindset, because God, you know, He loves people, and we have to start doing that. And that's one of the first laws of God that I believe Christians need to get a revelation of: love. All over the scriptures, it talks about love, and we just want to say we love all our listeners out there. We thank you for your faithful support you know, through last year and coming into this new year. And we just hope you just continue to support this this ministry called Faith on Fire. And uh, we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith. And we want to remind you as you go through this new year, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.